As we continue from the beautiful AARP state offices with the state director, Paula D. Cunningham, and her team, uh, thrilled to be here right across the street from our beautiful state capitol. Guy knows a little, knows his way around all of Lansing. He's Brian Kelly, president and CEO now of the Small Business Association of Michigan. And, uh, Brian, always good to see you. I love the beard. It looks good on you. But uh, does the governor uh, still have a beard? We can eat his mic on. It's, I still don't hear you. Through the system. Try now. No? No. All right, I'll just uh, interpret. He said, you know, last time. Uh, no, but seriously, we I, certainly there's got to be a way we can turn his mic on. We are on the radio. Yeah, it's not working. I don't know how it could have gotten unplugged or whatever. Oh, oh, there now? it is. There now it go. is. There it is. Okay. There we go. Engineering error. Engineering error. Go. All right. Well, anyway, you know, you know it, here's the, the beauty, though. Um, because you're out of that part of your world, it's more fun to ask you how you thought the governor's state of the uh, uh, state of the state address went. Because, uh, let's face it, in your old world, like anyone in politics, you you – you were going to answer it a certain way based on the fact that you were in an opposing party. Sure. Yeah. And, you know, I was, uh, of course, I was um, part of the administration, right? So you you were certain, the administration. Yeah, a certain, a certain approach. So you'd asked about the governor's beard, too, to make clear you're talking about Rick Snyder's beard. Not, not Gretchen's, yeah. yeah. The, um, and, and so uh, actually last time I saw Rick, he was clean shaven. But, I, um, but yeah, this, you know, there's pomp and the circumstance of uh, and the tradition of the state of the state, I've, I always really enjoyed that. Of course, as lieutenant governor, I was presiding officer of the of the joint convention that is the state of the state address, and so I uh, was, was always intimately involved. It, it, even here, five years later, it's still a little weird for me to watch it. Is it? It is, but I, but I still, I, you know, I enjoy it. I know all the things that go into the lead-up of it. I know how important a speech it is, and I can really appreciate all the the work and the, uh, that goes into laying things out there. And uh, so you're reporting on how things are going and you want to put the best face on, on how things are going, but then also to lay out uh, some policy uh, proposals. And I thought uh, last night when the governor laid out uh, policy proposals, it was um, it, it was really trying to, uh, to put a little energy behind some of the things that were already out there. You know, there weren't, there weren't new things that were put on the table. It was mainly... Um, uh, picking up some priorities, and uh, there are a few omissions that I appreciated, you know, that weren't in the speech. Yeah, I was going to say, because you said, as we were chatting before we came on the air, was that the way you look at it now, because of your job now as the president and CEO of the Small Business Association of Michigan, was uh, appreciating the fact that she didn't come up with a bunch of stuff that came between your members and their employees. That's right. That is... Is, uh, small businesses have faced a lot of challenges, so the idea of complicating or making more difficult the relationship between employers and employees is something we, we follow very closely. And the fact that the, the, the speech was, was uh, absent, those types of proposals, uh, was, was good. And, uh, and then also some of the things that aren't necessarily core business issues but things that we pay attention to, um, housing. There's definitely a housing shortage. Uh, when the when Mishta put out their statewide housing plan and says that we're a couple hundred thousand housing units short, in Michigan, single-family housing units uh, short. I believe that number. I mean, I think that really is 
that uh, big of a deal. So the idea that uh, that they're really trying to build programming around that makes sense, and then early childhood education. The details will matter a lot on that too, but generally good. You know, you have more access to early childhood education. Just have to be careful that you don't do it in a way that limits private sector uh, daycare options because, well, early childhood education isn't all day and it's not all year. You need those private sector child care options and we can't uh, do too much to disrupt their uh, the business model around their um, sustainability. And and as is always the case, but somebody has to say it, so I'll leave it to me to say it. I, you got to figure out how you pay for all this goodness because everything that she said was free uh, isn't free. I mean, let, realistically, it sounds great. And if you're one of the recipients, you go, wow, that's fabulous. But the reality is there are those of us left behind that have to pay for it. There's a there's a budget presentation that will come up in a couple weeks, and um, and I think that it'll be a little more difficult this year to put together a budget as compared to the last few years because the the federal dollars are are largely gone, and uh, that kind of bump from the um, the federal spending overall that that found its way into income tax revenue and sales tax revenue that that's leveled off now too. So I think that there it'll be a different, now it's still a lot. The state will probably have uh, the second largest uh, budget ever uh, this year when it passes, but they're used to these year over year big increases in the last few years, and that will not be the case now. And it's the hardest thing too, and I saw it, and we talked about it at the time. Whenever you get that free money, quote unquote, free money from the government, it doesn't happen forever. And you get things rolling along, and then all of a sudden the funding stops, and it's a real jar. It, it is, and this I think that this will be, while the there aren't real serious constraints at the moment on the on the, on the, the state's budget, about $80 billion. Back in 2011, when, when Rick and I first came to office, I think that first budget was about $46 billion. You know, just to give you an idea of the scale, it's a lot different than it was back then, but it will feel tight because those year-over-year increases just aren't going to happen moving forward. Um, how's the uh, the job market for your members in the Small Business Association? Are they finding enough employees now? The uh, there's still a, a, There is still difficulty in finding enough people. We have this perfect, demo, perfect storm demographically here in Michigan where the – just the, the proportion of our population that are in those uh, prime working years has just been shrinking. And uh, we've got net outbound migration as well uh, over the last uh, few years. These are really important things to tackle. But, and, and, you know, we talk a lot about population growth, but the first step to growing is to stop shrinking. So I think it makes a lot of sense to, uh, to really focus first on how do we make sure that the people that are already here in Michigan have the best type of uh, opportunity to build their future, and that will be the best the best uh, advertisement for people to be here that we could ever hope for. And hopefully, it will happen sooner rather than later. That's right. It's urgent. It's urgent. It is urgent, but there's no one has yet come up with an urgent fix, meaning a fix that will happen sooner rather than later. Yeah, this is a. Um, it's, we can't it's wait till 2050. No, is I guess what I'm cannot. trying to say. No, but that's the thing. Is like, but the. But just keeping who we have now should be the first step. I mean, like all hands on deck for that. You know, get somebody to move here from Tennessee or something like that. Until we figure out how to how to keep our uh, the people that are going through Michigan universities, Michigan community colleges, and coming of age in Michigan, till we keep more of them, we're not going to convince people to come here. You're absolutely right. Uh, former Lieutenant Governor, President and CEO, Small Business Association of Michigan, and I appreciate your honest uh, evaluation of 
the governor's state of the state last night. Brian Kelly, thank you. Stay in touch. We'll talk a lot. Thanks to Paul W. We continue heading toward 129 at WJR.